I need you to listen to this for me. Like we're friends, and and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction, and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those websites. Like they'll give somebody like a three piece suit and a pocket watch or something, and you're like, what do you mean? This is his new look. How could that be his new look? You know, someone turns a corner to their cat, and the cat says, "Well, ha!" Like a southern gentleman, and I love that. Hello, and welcome to people you may know. Today, my guest is Joe McGurl. Holy shit, this is a fun episode. I had such a good time recording it, and maybe an even better time listening back to it. I edited very little because just every moment was hilarious and perfect. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this one. We talked about a lot of really fun things, and toward the end, we did some acting together. And of course, I'd written the things we were performing. They were just ridiculous, loose parodies of genres. But it reminded me of when I used to do a lot of writing like that. In the early forum days, on the Hollywood Handbook Forum, I would often post some weird bit of writing I did. And so I just wanted to relive some of that and read one for you today. This is one I did that I would call Home Improvement Erotic Fan Fiction from May 23rd, 2015. Howdy, neighbor. Tim turned around, surprised to see his neighbor, Wilson, looking over his fence at him. Wilson, you scared me. I didn't mean to frighten you, Tim. I just wanted to let you know there's a hole in the fence. Tim looked around the fence for a hole. When he found it, he also found Wilson's hard cock sticking through it. Tim didn't want to stare, but he couldn't help it. It's okay. You don't have to pretend, Tim. Tim gulped. Wilson was on to him. Had he heard him singing their song? Every time there was a neighborhood barbecue, Wilson would play Cool in the Gang Celebration just to make Tim laugh. It stopped being funny after a while, though, and it had become something he cherished, something he yearned for in the night. When he was missing Wilson, he would sing to himself, Celebrate good times, come on. Now Wilson was here, almost as if he'd heard the mating call. Tim, this stick isn't going to jerk itself off. What if Jill sees us? She's at the grocery store. She won't be back for hours. Tim thought about his boys. What would they think of him if they knew what he was up to with their neighbor? He wasn't worried about Brad. Brad was strong. Randy would be okay, too. He was smart. But what about little Mark? His emotions have been out of control lately. He's beginning to wear all black and experimenting with eyeliner. What would this love affair do to Mark? Tim couldn't help himself. He reached for Wilson's dick and gave it a firm tug. Wilson was yanked up against the fence hard. He groaned in pain, which only made Tim more turned on. Tim lubed up his hand with Binford's car wax and began tugging away. He imagined his hand was Mario Andretti and Wilson's hard-on was the racetrack. Tim sped down the track as fast as his car would take him. Just as Wilson was coming... Tim felt himself ready to blow, too. He grunted, Then he heard a familiar voice say, Tim? He turned around. He saw eyes filled with tears, hands shaking, flannel chest heaving. Al. But it was too late. Al had seen everything, and he would surely tell his family about his rendezvous with the chiseled-bodied Wilson. Nothing could repair this old house not even Bob Vila himself. So I also want to make you aware that there are going to be some references to things in this episode that you're going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? And it's because we recorded a Last of Us Part 2 special episode before this one. So if we reference back to something you didn't hear yet, you can hear it on that one. If you give a shit 
I've also included an ad in this week's episode. And I know that can be a divisive topic. A lot of people are really against ads in podcasts, but it's become so normal with TV and even the radio. And now I think it's just the world we live in and we, we kind of just have to give into it. So there is an ad. I put it at the very end of the episode so it doesn't interrupt any of the conversation, but I hope you'll stick around and listen because I really believe in the product that I'm promoting. So anyway, welcome to the show. All right, Joe, we're going to start this off with a witch's worst game of thrones. Oh, we're just going right into it. Okay. We're going right into it. I love it. it. Guns blazing. <laughs> Let's do this. Witch's worst. Okay. Hanging with the hound or hanging with Sansa? Uh, hanging with Sansa. The hound <laughs> fucking rules. The hound is awesome. He's a he's a total bro. And he's very funny and Sansa. I mean, I actually do like Sansa as a character for the most part. Um, she can be very annoying, but um, yeah, the Hound is, he's a, he's a dude. I, uh, I don't mean like I'd rather hang out with a man than a woman. I mean like <laughs> dude in the, like he's a cool person. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sansa is like, I think by the end of the series, I'm like, oh, it's really cool how she stands up for stuff yeah. and like isn't afraid, like she doesn't back down. But also, I don't really want to be around a person like, yeah. who does that. Yeah, me neither. Like, <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a take charge kind of gal. I don't want to do that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> have fun. I'm, you're great. I, I, I'd follow her into the dark, but I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with the hound. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Brand being king. Or the Red Wedding. Which is worse? Yeah. Brand being king. <laughs> I, I'm still like, I still like, it's. And I'll tell like the Red Wedding, because I read the, like, I read the books before uh, the series came out, uh, mm-hmm. like right before it. Um, and so, you know, I, I knew everything that was going to happen. But the Red Wedding, when I read it in the book, like I was so frustrated and pissed off about it and just like so sad. And the very next chapter is like Aria outside the keep mm. uh, trying to get in. And like, there's it, the chapter ends with Aria getting hit in the face with a war hammer. And do you think that Aria is dead too? And they don't mm. tell you until like way later that Aria survives, which is, differently telegraphed on the show i think it's pretty clear that she doesn't die but it's just like i literally threw my book across the room <laughs> I was this i have i have never hated an author more than george R. R. martin in that moment and i didn't pick the book up again for like another month after that um but even that was better than <laughs> brand being king i'm just like this makes no fucking sense there's this is the worst possible outcome that could have happened this is fucking dumb i hate this show now yeah well in some of the stuff that happens you know at the end of the series things that they mm. didn't cover yet in the book i'm like is this really what would happen in the book because i mean i know throughout the whole series they've changed some things on the show that felt yeah. really unnecessary and definitely worse right <laughs> so 100%. it's like why yeah I, I can't ima- I cannot imagine that that is the ending that was planned of like who sits on the throne because it's just at least the way that they characterize Bran on the show it's just like he becomes like yeah. this fucking robot boy who has no emotion is <laughs> just like all of this was meant to happen to me it's like, <laughs> okay you could have stopped a lot of shit if you knew this was happening it's like I don't know yeah very frustrating i hated that i hated it yeah they weren't setting him up for that sort of ending at all they were setting him up for something else that could have been really cool that i was excited about in a different way and then that happened i was like like Hmm. double disappointment what the fuck (laughs) not the way i would have written it but you know that last episode i just have to say it was so bad i couldn't believe it me neither I, I, yes, I have, I, I am still in unbelief of how bad it was. 
And I actually liked the whole last season. I know oh, a lot I of people. I thought most of it was fine. I think yeah. the the huge like vitriol that gets towards it is super overblown. It's it's I mean, it's not great, but it's not like yeah. the worst thing that's ever been written. But the last episode is a fucking abhorrent. It is so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. Great. Which, which is worse? When John was stabbed or when Ned was beheaded? Uh Ned. Ned terrible because by like yeah i think also just because it was like very shocking um and like you're watching it and you're like are you gonna somehow get up there and like get through the crowd and like be able to save him or like cersei's gonna be able to talk her son out or like something's gonna happen and like you know it's not but and like that's the worst part john's death was like definitely like oh shit but you figured something was going to happen with that. Yeah. I feel like by the time John's death happens, you understand that there's a lot of magic happening right. in the show. So you go, something's going to mm-hmm. happen here. Yeah. Maybe he'll come back somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But with mm-hmm. Ned, you're like, um, beheading. And as far as we know, there's not like a ton of magical yeah, like he's, stuff. And also yeah. just like, he's like one of the only like people that are good and like, you know are safe to root for it's like oh boy this is gonna be grim yeah yes that was a rough one yeah i think i already liked the show by then like i watched the first season before i read any of the books Mm. and then i had to read them after that sure because i just was like i need to know what happens but I think it was when Ned got beheaded that I like really maybe fell in love with the yeah. show, even though oh, I, I mean, it's it. such a, it's such a great, like, it's such a great shocking twist. Like to have yes. your main character die. Yeah. Where you think there's no way, mm-hmm. there's no way. Like you said, you're just going, how's he going to wriggle his yeah, way yeah. out of this one? It's like he, he's, he's the best. We love our, we love our Ned. He's going to get out of this, but yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great, mo- it's a great moment, but also it sucks. Which is worse, no Lady Stoneheart or no mm. Strong Bellwas? Strong Bellwas is like he's in like Daenerys' story, right? He's like the big fat guy with like the suits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no Lady Stoneheart, I think. That was very disappointing for me. I really, I think that story is so cool. Like all the Brotherhood Without Banner stuff. And it's just, yeah, again, it's fucking cool. Like a zombie cat Stark who like has to talk by like putting her hand up to her slit throat it's a fucking cool image so i was really bummed i was really bummed i don't understand the choice to not include that that seems fucking insane yeah that would have been so cool and strong bellas just would have been like kind of funny but yeah, like, he's just a funny really guy matter, but... <laughs> which is worse stannis letting his daughter burn or shay turning on stannis. Tyrion. <laughs> i Stannis is my favorite character in Game of Thrones. Oh. I think he is super, super misunderstood by everyone. Um, I think he's fascinating. I love him in the book. I loved him in the show up until that point. And I'm like, how could they look what they did to my boy? What, why would they do that? It didn't make sense for his character to do that at all. It was just like they wanted to find a way to kill him and like make it. I hate it. I, yeah, I can't. That was the worst thing. I hated that. Hated it. Well, and again, that's another thing that you go, does this happen in the book? Was he planning this? Because that does seem to go against Stannis. Like, I think that would be the one thing he wouldn't do. Well, like, like, that's the one thing about him is that, like, he loves his daughter. So, like, that's his, like, one redeeming quality is that, like, he really loves Shireen. And, like, especially because his wife is, like, such a dick to his daughter and it's like the one thing about him is that like oh he loves his daughter and it's very pure and nice and the fact oh god i oh terrible yeah that was horrific yeah as soon as they like sent davos away it was like uh no didn't (laughs) love it gonna be good which is worse the love of daenerys and cal drogo or the love of cersei and jamie uh Cersei and Jamie I think I mean again 
I mean, it's, you know, the way that Danny and Call relationship is formed is not, you know, a relationship formed out of like a rape and forced marriage is not great. Yeah, uh, yeah that's very bad. Uh, you know, but they, I don't know, that sucks. You go, those were the times, that's how it was back then. Yeah, but like for some re- for some reason you do excuse it and like they do genuinely love each other and like fall in love and it's not like this weird power play like getting off yeah. on the fact that it's wrong dynamic that jamie and cersei have yeah so jamie and cersei's is just bad uh especially like especially in the show like when jamie mm. rapes cersei in front of uh their was it sh- their daughter or tom dead, and i don't dead they're dead child. Yeah. No, yes. yeah it was joffrey it was jo- they like he rapes her in front of their child. And it's like, this is inexcusable. (laughs) Like, this is just like, forget, like, I mean, forget the incest, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, (laughs) But like, now you're raping someone in front of your child's dead corpse. Very bad. And then again, the way it ends of just like, Jamie's natural progression would be to be with Brienne of Tarth. But then yeah. for some reason he just goes back to Cersei for why no one really knows, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really didn't care for that choice. Cause I felt like the, uh, what was actually kind of weird in the books to me is that as soon as you read as Jamie, you go, well, why does he like Cersei? Like their relationship immediately yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he pretty quickly realizes he doesn't like her also, 100%. but just didn't, reading it just you go i guess like you said the only appeal for him is like this is wrong and fuck everybody right so because that's just his personality a little bit is more of a just who gives a shit yeah but i don't see him going back to her at the end at all it just it did not make sense for like his character progression it's like the whole point is that he leaves that behind and like brienne makes him a better person redeemable and then they're just like nah no, no. <laughs> I feel like in the show, I don't fully remember what it is, but I feel like Braun ends up doing something not great also that made him seem like kind of a dick in the show, but I don't fully oh, remember. Oh, yeah. I think Cersei like pays him to go kill Tyrion, maybe? I, yeah, I but think then so. Tyrion's like, don't do that. And he's like, okay. yeah but i don't think he would even like consider it i don't know because they act like oh he'll just do whatever for money but it's like no that's from the very beginning they established that that's not what his character Mm -hmm. is like so i've blocked so much of those later shit out of my head i'm just like it doesn't yeah you are a hat boy I yes, I I do wear uh, hats quite often. Yes, you wear many hats. Um, I suppose that's true in a literal way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna name a celebrity, and you're gonna tell me if they should wear a hat or not. Okay, great. I love that. <laughs> James McAvoy. No. Great head of hair, and also has a big forehead, so I think it would look weird if he had a hat on. Interesting. Okay. Jason Mraz. Uh, yes, but not the fedoras that he wears. He should wear baseball caps. Okay. Or, yes. or, or a beret. He'd look in the beret as well. Good note. Because mm-hmm. I know something's right about the hat with him and something's wrong and you yeah. just nailed it. That yeah. is, yes. Patrick Stewart. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think Patrick Stewart would look great in a hat. And I think, I I think any kind he's, he's, I mean, bald people can pull off hats. Um, So I think he'd look good in just about any hat. I could see Patrick Stewart, maybe like even, even like a fez. He'd look great in a fez. Oh, very interesting. (laughs) Sassy. Sandra O. Ooh, Sandra O. I would love to see Sandra O in a backwards baseball cap. Just like her <laughs> beautiful hair kind of flowing down. Oh, yeah. She'd look great yeah. in a backwards cap. 
Mm-hmm. I could see that on her private Instagram account yes. that only yes. other celebs see. She's mm-hmm. at a game, backwards cap. Yep. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bell. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I, okay. could see, I could see her in it. Yeah, I could see her in a hat. In a bunch of different hats. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Hmm. No. I don't think so. Just does, it doesn't feel right. Well, I mean, he he is Indiana Jones. And so, like, of course, of course he looks great in Indiana Jones hat. But outside of that, I don't think he should be wearing hats. It feels like gilding the lily to me. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he looks so nice already. He's got a great head of hair, like, especially in his old age, too. His gray and salt and pepper hair looks great. Don't cover that up. Donald Glover. No. No, I think Donald also has a great head of hair uh, that should stay uncovered. I think he could pull it off. He's a very fashionable man, but I think he should. He looks great without. I think he could do a casual hat, like a beanie sort he, of thing. I think he used to He used to wear hats like when he would perform like early Childish Gambino. Like very early, like when he was still putting out mixtapes and stuff. And he, he, it looked fine, but I think, especially his look now, like he's kind of like very like rugged kind of like bearded and like a little bit uh, of a fro and and silk shirts it looks very good without a hat okay good good job thank you that was very fun to imagine (laughs) all of these celebs in hats yeah you are good at handling difficult situations i feel like you are you're a person who i feel is comfortable stating your opinion, saying what you mean, you, you don't shy away from confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So That's I'm right. going to give you some situations okay. and you're going to tell me how you would handle this. Okay. Oh boy. You're waiting in line for self-checkout. Just as your turn comes, a person oblivious to the situation takes your place and starts ringing up their items. What do you do? Uh, I would let them do it. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, I'm totally, well, am I, let me have a little bit of context. Am I in a rush? Do I need to go somewhere? Or am I just like, it's just a regular shopping day? Hmm. Well, let's say if you are in a rush. If I am in a rush, I would politely go up to them and say, excuse me, uh, maybe you didn't realize I'm in line, but uh, I was in line for this self-checkout. I also need to get somewhere pretty quickly. Would you mind if I just checked out and what if they say i already started ringing my stuff up is this like a big deal really yeah i mean this is that's how society works is like if there is a line for something you have to wait your turn so unless you are in a bigger rush than i am which i don't know if we want to go into the details of what we need to get to but just wait that's what i would say in that scenario nice okay if if i'm not in a rush go right ahead i I'm super chill and cool about like anything people like going ahead of me in line. One of something I hate actually is like, if you're, you know, like if you're at a wedding and you get your table gets called up to like, go eat, like go to the buffet, if it's a buffet style or like Mm self-serve and like you go up there and you get in line and like, someone's like, Oh, go ahead of me. And it's like, no, I'm going to tell you to go ahead of me because I don't mind waiting. And I'm going to let people go. And it gets me very upset when I tell people to go ahead of me. And then they tell me to go ahead of them. It's like, no, I was just being polite. And now you're being rude by not responding to my politeness. I fully agree. Yeah. And it, what's similar is like when you hold the door open for someone and then they go, no, no, let yeah. me hold it over for you. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Well, then what do we just do? <laughs> I could have just walked right in. Like you're wasting right. both of our times by not uh, like just acknowledging the thing that i've done yes yeah. what especially upsets me about that is that it's almost always like a fragile masculinity oh, thing. always <laughs> always a dude it's always a fucking dude who's like no please i would be uh, please it's like just fucking go dude yeah please yeah. like you said you're being rude at this point right by not just accepting yeah Okay, so I like that. So you're mm-hmm. easy going. You're not afraid of confrontation, but you generally are like, I don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, whatever. It's it's like what? It's going to be another five minutes at most. I, I can wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I'm glad you like it. 
I have to give my review. Sure. No, no. I really, I, I love getting constructive <laughs> criticism. Like if, if I say something that you don't like, just tell me and be like, I actually don't like how you would handle that. Maybe try something different next time. <laughs> Can you phrase that in a different way? Yeah. I need you to replay the scenario. You're at the bank waiting in line. It's taking a while. Another customer turns to you and says, shocking that a woman would be bad at her job, huh? <laughs> What would you do? Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like her, A, her gender has nothing to do with it. B, I'm sure she is busy with something else and it is not your place to jump in line ahead. Just like fucking, again, just fucking wait your turn. You don't, the world is not that important. Whatever you're waiting for is going to be there when you get out of here. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. So what? Would you really say that? To I would actually, yes. I, I, wow. I, have, I have no tolerance for people being uh, uh, hateful in any way towards, especially people's gender orientation or, you know, I'm atheist, but like, if you make fun of other people's religion, it's like, what, what do you believe in? Your fucking shit's dumb too. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I have no tolerance for people who are just abjectly rude to someone based on outside factors that they can't change like gender or yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, no tolerance. That's very interesting because I, I mean, I would definitely hate that person as well, but I'm more the type who just goes, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Not me. <laughs> that's a much better way to be. That's very cool to be able. To I don't speak. know if it's cool, but it's something. <laughs> Do you ever get in arguments with people out because of that sort of All thing? All the time. Or- all the time. Yeah. Oh, really? I've, I've got, yes. I have gotten in many arguments because people are rude to other people. And I'm just like, I, I can't, I hate seeing that. I hate it. It's like the world sucks enough as it is. Why are you adding to other, like you're, you're making someone feel bad. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. So now I'm going to make you feel bad for making someone else feel bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get my rating. Okay. <laughs> You're visiting your friend for moral support while she is with her dying grandma in the hospital. Oh, God. Her grandma flatlines. The family is devastated. Your friend wants you to take her home. She can't be alone right now. And you want to take her home, but her mom is sobbing, sitting on your coat, and it's very cold outside. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Oh God. Uh, I didn't expect that was where it was going to go. Oh man. Um, yeah, I would just, Oh, terrible. But I would, I would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but you're sitting on my coat and I need to, I'm going to go. This is like not a great place for me to be. So I'm just gonna <laughs> get out of here. Get on out of your hair. So, yeah. If you wouldn't mind just boop. And I just, and just a little. Sorry about your mother, but time for me to go. Yeah, would hate to be in that situation, but there's yeah. no way I would leave. Especially, I dress very yeah. well. I'm not going to leave one of my nice coats out in a hospital. You know what you could do? You could say, "Give me a hug." Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Valerie, that's very good. See, yeah. that's see. I don't think about like tact. I'm not very tactful. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like a direct person, and I'm just like, I need my fucking coat. But that is, that's very smart and clever. That's Valerie. I'm gonna give you a good rating. Ah. <laughs> I always think of like manipulation first, and I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if that's always the correct term, but I do think of myself as incredibly manipulative. I think so as well. Yeah, of course. Not in a bad way. You're on a date. Mm -hmm. The girl is very nice, but she keeps calling herself quirky when she means quirky. You do. Yeah, I I gently ask her. I'm sorry, do you mean quirky? You keep saying quirky. I think you might mean quirky. (laughs) I, again... I'm very direct. My father also was an English teacher, so I have very little patience for grammar mistakes. Um, so I will very quickly call that out. 
very quickly. <laughs> very I, will, quickly. I will very quickly call out that. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. That sounds gentle. Yeah. I like that you are still considering the feelings. Sure. Sure. That's a like, sign of a good communicator. Well, you know, I mean, I definitely think less of the person, but. <laughs> we're not going on a second date. We're not going no, on a second date. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but she no. also will not say quirky anymore. But she will not say quirky. <laughs> and I think that's the best gift that I can give to someone. <laughs> okay, we have one more activity. Oh, my God. We're moving so fast, I feel like. That probably is too fast. <sighs> we probably should be talking about other things. I also, I actually did write down, do you want to hear my topic ideas for you? Yes, please. What's the longest episode? Who's been the longest guest? Over two hours with Alex. Oh my God. We are going to go yeah. three. I want to be the longest. <laughs> well, we did just being do upstage. We did just an do. hour. I mean, we are at least getting somewhere close. I suppose so, but it's I not bet. one episode. It's not just a solo. I'm just, it's fine. Let's just, no, let's just go through as fast as we can. Just get me in and get me out, Valerie. What does it matter? I know. I, you know what? I've really, the problem here is that I was like too excited about the games Yeah. that I didn't ask you questions. Cause normally I'd be like, so you like hats. Tell me about your love of hats. But I was just like, let's play the fuck hat game and yeah. then let's go. I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay. So it was like fashion in general. Okay. Yeah. Being tall. Okay. <laughs> Dungeons and dragons. Great one. Lord Rings. Oh, two great ones. I could talk at length about those, Valerie. The New York trip. Oh, yes. Being good at oral sex. Okay. <laughs> All really good topics. Do you want to go elaborate on any sure, of Sure, yeah. What, you, you're the host. Don't let me control your pod. This is not my show. I'm just here to support you while talking about me. Oh, okay, good. All right. I do think you owe it to the listeners to teach them about oral oh, sex. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that I can. I don't know that it's like, just, I don't know if it's a taught skill. It's just something you, you, you either have it or you don't, I feel like. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can get better at it with practice, I'm sure. But it's just like, yeah, it's something it's I don't like I don't have like routines or like techniques. A big thing is just like I think with sex in general, it's just like talking and communication with your partner. is just like the most important thing you could do in sex. It's just like, hey, this is this is good. And they're like, oh, maybe try something else. And it's like, OK, I will. And then you do. And then they're like, oh, that's better. And then you keep doing that thing. It changes I think it varies, you know, on a case-by-case basis. But I think my biggest tip, I suppose, for oral sex would just be to communicate. They call it oral sex for a reason. You're <laughs> you're supposed to talk throughout. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I, I think... And also, you know, just be confident in what your mouth is doing. Just let your mouth be confident. I think sometimes with sexual stuff you do just have to go off of instinct yeah or just let yourself relax almost get to like a meditative place very just reactive state that you're natural. in just like yes yes i meditative state is a very good uh uh analogy i feel like sex is just like this very like in the zone thing for me where it's just like i'm just gonna like fucking use the force and see where it takes us the main thing I hear about oral sex is they go, oh, make the alphabet with your tongue. And that just doesn't sound right. I tried <laughs> it once and it was, it's more difficult than it seems. Like it seems like maybe a cool idea, but yeah, it does. It especially does not work with penises. Men don't. So like a lot of men don't have that. Uh, like that's a very, like, that's a hard thing to do. Um, you might get a lot of questions. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, like excuse me, what, what's going on? What's what's happening? There's a lot of tongue movement that I'm not quite used to. Uh, and then, yeah, just the vagina has a lot of more resistance to, you know, there's some stuff going on down there that it's difficult to get your tongue around some of the letters, I suppose. And like, if you're doing like an X, 
It's like you gotta like it's like okay, and then you gotta stop and then like change it. Or do you do the full like oh uh-huh. you yeah. know how Curses. I write lazily, so yeah. I could probably that'd be my style. It seems like a bad thing. I don't know. It seems very silly. It seems like the people that when you make out with them, they have their tongue going a circle. And f- for me, I don't want. I don't want. Don't need it. It feels very, very weird. Like something the pickup artist would recommend. <laughs> exactly right. And then again, because someone has made a choice, there are a lot of people out there saying, well, that's actually good. No, it isn't. They made a choice. Right. That's all it is. Right. But I do have a theory. I've never gone down on a woman, but I think... I have an idea of what could really work. Okay. Put your face right up in there and do vocal warm ups. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I couldn't you see that working? No. <laughs> no? No. Okay. I couldn't see okay. that working. I think your idea is dumb and bad. And Okay. See should... this is the confrontational side. Yeah. It scares me. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, it, maybe it'll work, Valerie. I'll have to try it out next time and be like, okay. maybe right. like with one of my actor friends, I'll be like, hey, do you want to try something real quick? If we could just do like vocal <laughs> warm-ups. They're like, okay, yeah, great, let's do it. Just sing it to the vagina. Could be. Be tall. <laughs> no, I did almost write some sort of stupid game about being tall, but I don't, I don't know what it could be. <laughs> Just like, okay, so if a shelf was this high, could you get something off of it or no? Mm-hmm. Usually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very bad. Okay, like, what's the worst time that you ever, like, had to use a stool? The worst time I've ever had to use a stool. <laughs> we all have an answer. <laughs> yeah, the common question. Uh, boy, I don't know that I have an answer for this one. I'm sorry, Valerie. Okay, you can't narrow it down, I assume. I don't many. know that there's been a lot of... I don't. I haven't had a lot of experience on stools is the thing, is that, you know, because I am so tall, I don't. I often don't need to use a stool. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. See, and I haven't used a stool because I'm scared of stools because stools are just mini ladders and ladders are very scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially walking under one. That's bad luck. <laughs> walking under a stool? forget that's out of the question okay i am going to get the other activity because it's something that i have to email to you oh wow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay i didn't want you to cheat so i didn't send it to you early okay what is your email address i probably have it but i don't know it's joe's email address Please edit that out of the podcast. I will. I will. I think my mom's going to message you. I don't know. You don't know. Don't read it before we play, though. Okay. Okay. So many Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't open it up now. You'll tell me. Just don't read it. Great. So, you are an actor. Yes, that's right. Among other things. Among other things. Tell me about being an actor. I mean, what aspect of being an actor? Like my history with it or like what it's like being an actor? How did you get into it and how do you feel about it? Okay. Uh, I got into it. My parents are both, they met in college at their theater program. Um, so they are both very much involved with drama their whole lives. Um, uh, my mother also is like a costume designer and things like that. So like, and my dad is a perform like he, he's uh, played in like a ba- like bands his whole life and everything. So very much like a performing family, uh, things like that. But when I was in freshman year of high school, my parents took over the drama club of my high school and uh, as like the drama directors and they were like, okay, well you have to do this thing now. You have to be in the drama club. And I'm like, I don't want to be They're like, well, too bad. We're doing it. You have to do it. 
Uh, and like two, I have three older brothers and like two of my brothers did the drama club as well. So like I was always going to see their plays and things, but I never really was interested in it. Uh, but yeah, so like my parents forced me to do the drama club in high school and it turns out I really enjoyed it. It was uh, really fun. It didn't, it actually was, I didn't like really care until I think my sophomore, sophomore year of high school going into junior year. So like the summer between I went to this like performing arts theater camp and like at that theater camp, I just, I met this, uh, this woman, uh, who became like my mentor. Uh, her name is Mara Malloy. She's an incredible actress and was just like, so she was just so cool and like was so such a good actress. And I'm like, I want to do that. And like, she really kind of like got my love of theater out of me and like really nurtured it and everything. So like, I really got into theater, uh, as a junior in high school and was like, oh, maybe I can do this for a living and maybe I want to, maybe that's what I want to be. Uh, so yeah, that's like how I got into it. And then I went to, uh, I went to college for performing arts and things like that. And then, you know, here we are all these years later, you know, <laughs> professional actor, you know, making hand over fist of dollars. Um, yeah, so that's how I got into it. And I, yeah, I, I very much enjoy acting. It's a very, I really enjoy the process of like taking words on a page that don't have any emotion and translating it into something for like an audience to enjoy and perform for them. It's a cool experience. Is it the kind of thing that you could do like forever that you feel like once you're doing it, you're like, Oh, I hope I get to do this like all day. Like, yeah, I, I could, I mean, like if I'm in a, a rehearsal room for like a show, I'm like, I could be here all day. Like I, it, it is one of those things where it's like, it does not feel like a job when I'm doing it. It's just like, I would do this for free and I often do. Uh, <laughs> but when you get paid for it, it's really, it's really nice because you would do it for free. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see myself not, in some way, shape or form performing for the rest of my life. Like I just genuinely very much enjoy the act of acting. Very cool. And will you pretty much be in whatever is offered to you or do you get particular? Uh, I mean, I'm not at the point in my career where I'm just like being offered <laughs> a lot. I, I very much have to audition for things. Um, but there are like, there are times like, especially, you know, now that I'm back home in Scranton and like people know that I do theater and stuff. And so like people will be like, Hey, I'm putting on the show or like, I'm making this movie. Do you want to be in it? There are times where I like, if it's fucking sucks, I'm not going to do it. Like I'm, I'm past, I'm past the point of just like doing things like to put it on a resume if I'm just offered it, like I, I, I do, I am choosy in that regard. Yeah. Because I would, I would rather not perform than do be involved with like a very dumb or shitty thing. Okay. Yeah. So do you usually read through the scripts first then in that sort of situation? Yeah, always, always. It, as, and, and like, if I'm auditioning for something as well too, I, I like to know like, okay, what's the general story going to be? So I know I'm not, getting involved with like something that has like a weird message to it that I don't want to be involved with or anything like that. Yeah. So is that usually what makes something shitty? Like it's the overall story? I mean, it's a, a mixture. It could be like the message or it could be just the writing could be terrible. Like the dialogue just doesn't make sense or it's very amateurish or, you know, is yeah. A combination of things. Or sometimes, like, just the people that are involved. I'm like, I don't want to work with you. You're an asshole. I don't want to. Yeah, that's not fun. Okay, well, I don't think you're going to have any problems with what I've written today. Okay. We're going to perform some scenes together. They're okay. very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. And I, so I know you're colorblind, but I assume mm -hmm. that you'll be able to see the highlighting. Yes, yes. Okay, I don't very, know how colorblind. No, that's blind very works. nice of you. Yes, <laughs> it's nice of you to ask. I'm sorry. No, I appreciate it. It's very nice. <laughs> okay, I um, yeah, I don't know things. There's so many basic things that I really just don't know. And you know what? I'm not going to learn. Right. 
<laughs> and I'm not going to be the one to teach you. That's not my job, Valerie. Okay. Okay, okay good. All right. Okay, Great. so we're, first of all, before I start reading, I do want to ask, because um, these are all like different genres. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite genres or anything that you really don't want to do? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I most, like most, most things I do are comedy. I'm, I'm very much a, a character actor. I, I do a lot of, you know, character roles like that. So comedy is what I usually do, but I love doing dramas. I'll do it all. Okay. Okay, good. I hope I have some things here that you've never done before. I hope so too. <laughs> okay. You can take a look at your script. Our first movie is a horror movie mm -hmm. called The Looming. You're Sasha, a 24-year-old woman living alone. You're making dinner for yourself when you notice your dog pawing at the hall closet door. What's going on over there, Alvin? You walk closer to Alvin and become concerned when he continues to paw and whine rather than respond to you. Oh, you must have lost your ball inside the closet, huh? Don't worry. Mommy will save the day. <laughs> you open the closet door to find your dog's ball. Look, here it is. You recoil as you notice something slick and wet on the ball. Did you slobber on this, you little sicko? You see the blood on your hands. Oh my god. Oh my god, what the fuck is going on? The hallway goes dark as a looming figure creates a shadow over you. Wanna play fetch? You react with intense fear, pushing away the man and running toward the bathroom. Get the fuck out of my house! Take whatever you want and get the fuck out! I wanna play a game with you, little girl. Well, I don't wanna fucking play. Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. You look to the window in your bathroom. You open it and let it close loudly. You hear footsteps getting softer as they move further away until finally your front door closes. You quickly exit the bathroom, ready to run out the front door. But then you're grabbed from behind. Oh. I'm so looking forward to playing with you, Sasha. You cry and beg for your life. <laughs> what, what can I do to change your mind? Please, I'll do anything. I want to hear you scream. You fake a scream trying to get a good performance. Not good enough. What the fuck? I screamed, you asshole. What more do you want from me? The man moves your body quickly until you're facing the hall closet again. You shake your head to see through the darkness until your eyes focus in on a fluffy white mass on the floor that you soon realize is your dog's head. Oh. You scream in horror again and again. That's still not good enough. How was that? <laughs> Lovely. Thank you Good so job. much. I really, I really felt tied to Sasha. Yeah, I could totally see you as Sasha. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, our next one is an action movie okay. called Sergeant Storm. Your private DOS. <laughs> A 34-year-old tough son of a bitch who just joined the military in order to get away from your wife and children. On the first day of boot camp, your platoon is bombed. You're not going to let those quarks, racist term, get away with this. Okay. Oh, shit. <clears throat> we got to stop those quarks from infiltrating our army base. And how the hell are we going to do that, Private? They're incredibly skilled with the battle axe, and they look very, very tough to me. Tell me this, Sarge. If I give you the intel you need to take these fuckers down, are you going to make the order? You know I can't agree to that, Doss. That whole team is dead. God damn it, Doss. We'll do it your way. Please, the platoon needs you. Your country needs you. Yeah, I was hoping you'd feel that way, Sergeant Storm. After studying these sons of bitches for months, I've learned all their strengths and weaknesses. God damn it, Doss, what have you got for me? We have to kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts? Hey, you heard me. It's the only way to take down a group of men this size. You stand back, hunker down for balance, and direct your right boot straight into their left nut. They'll go down like a sinking ship. <laughs> a sinking ship that screams and will come out victorious. God damn it, that just might work, Private. No, Sarge. That's where we'll kick him. Huh? The privates. Oh, huh. yeah, true. 
Very true. Anyway, uh, gonna go make the order now. Sir, yes, sir. Pretty good. I would watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> it's a good one. It's you don't very... even get to see them pick them. I know. On. You know, it felt wrong saying quarks in the moment. <laughs> But right. I think it's going to be, you know, one of those like learning moments, you know, that people Absolutely. are like, you don't do that. Don't be like private DOS, you know? Exactly. And right. I'm just happy to bear that burden. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Like, yeah. If not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The next one is a drama. Hmm. Greener Pastures. You're Barney, a 28-year-old man who's been cheating on his wife for a year. You feel like you're a pretty good manipulator and can talk her out of leaving you for cheating through creating a web of lies. Mm. Who is she? Who are you spending your time with, Barney? Rainy, my darling, you're talking nonsense. I would never want to be with anyone but you. I had a feeling you'd say that. So I asked around about you. People have seen you out with her. They've seen you. Lies! They're jealous. They want our love and they can't have it. Now that's what I thought too, until they showed me photos. Are you going to believe photos or are you going to believe me? Me, your husband, Rainy, you know me. I thought I did, Barney. It turns out the man I knew never existed. He was a ghost. I'm not a ghost, my love. Please stop trying to hurt me with your careless words. Come to me, darling. You move closer to Rainy, taking her hand and holding it in your face. Holding it Holding it to your face. Could a ghost offer you the warmth of his skin like I have on all of those cold nights we've been together? Could a ghost tell you all of the deepest fears he holds in his heart? (laughs) Could a ghost kiss your perfectly bowed lips until we both tingle all over? You move in to kiss her. She turns away. You can't win me back this time, Barney. Uh, I saw you. I saw you with her. And you know what I noticed? I noticed you look miserable. You looked even more miserable than you look right now. And I don't need you anymore because a living, breathing woman doesn't need a cold, dead ghost. You're silent for a moment, considering the words your lover has just said to you. Rainy doesn't wait. She walks out the door and out of your life forever. You call after her. And I suppose you've never made a mistake in your life, Rainy. Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's malarkey. It's hullabaloo. It's downright bananas, Rainy. Rainy! Oh, come back to me, Rainy. Please, Rainy. Oh, dear. Oh, my dear God. What have I done? You break down in tears and fall to your knees at the realization that you've ruined your marriage. (laughs) It's the hardest thing in the world to be a man with yearning for greener pastures <laughs> oh my god that look at the end just oh it's almost like you can see the greener pastures i, I saw them in the distance yeah i'm yearning for them i'm yearning for those greener right. pastures yeah of course oh valerie these are so good <laughs> thank you you're doing an amazing job. Oh my god, thank you so much. I love oh being told that I'm good at something. <laughs> the next one is uh, a yeah. Hallmark <laughs> Christmas <laughs> movie. Breaking up with Santa is hard to do. You're Santa, a 60-year-old <laughs> whose wife just died, and now you're trying out dating apps? Yikes. You're hoping to find love again, but is it even possible when everyone out there only wants you for one thing? Scrolling through Tinder. (laughs) She's cute. I like her sassy haircut. It's very trendy. Ooh, tattoos. Deal breaker. You sigh and put your head in your hands and wonder if you'll ever find Mrs. Wright. You send a message to a lovely woman, 55 years old, natural red hair. Hello, miss. May I please ask how you are this evening? No no response. You send a message to another lovely woman, 60 years old, nice smile, wearing a beautiful emerald green top. Hiya, cutie. (laughs) I love your green clothing. 
I might like to have a dinner with you sometime, if you have me. She responds, Well, aren't you a dear? I'd love to have dinner with you. Just then, you hear a ping as you're messaged by a gorgeous young woman. She looks to be about 22, could be a model, huge jugs. Is it too good to be true? You immediately ignore all other conversations and fo focus exclusively on her. Hey, big boy, do you like what you see? Oh, ho, ho. I do believe I do. What's a nice girl like you want with an old man like me? <laughs> You're funny. I like that. What's your name? You don't know me. How could I know you if we've never met? You must be a bad little girl if we've never crossed paths. LOL. Ha ha ha. You're funny. I like that. Would you like to see more of me? Yes. Much, much more. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she, sends, she sends you a link to her <laughs> webpage, OnlyFans.com. <laughs> Coral Queef. Cut to five minutes later as Santa watches the hottie spread her butt cheeks on a webcam. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh. Oh, holy fucking shit! I'm coming to town! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was the most beautiful moment! Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I like that we both have our own little handkerchiefs here. <laughs> We're both crying. Oh, fuck. Valerie, that was too much. I, um, it was originally, like, I started off with the intention of making, like, a Hallmark movie, and then it just changed. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I was like a Hallmark movie too. <laughs> they kept it in. <laughs> this graphic scene of Santa jacking off. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh man, this one I have to warn you. I'm going to be so bad. I can't do a scottish accent oh no scottish. yes okay scottish drama murder on the river tay you're finley arbuckle a gruff lumberjack in his 50s things haven't been the same since your daughter went missing four months ago you snap at strangers and spend all of your free time looking for her high and low you've just come home from searching for her when you see two policemen at your doorstep <sighs> I know, I know, you, you've got nothing. Why not just get on out of here and disappoint another family? I'm sorry to tell you that we do have some news for you, Mr. Arbuckle. You immediately know they found your daughter dead and you can't handle learning this. That's right, sir, we do. Can we have a chat with you? Nay, uh, nay, I don't think you can. I think I've heard enough from you. Mr. Arbuckle, please, it's really quite important that we talk. Well, I'm not interested in your talk. What's the matter? Not used to being sent away. I got sent on out of here. I said get on out of here. Get in your vehicle and leave my property. We need to talk to you, Arbuckle. What's the matter with talking? Where was your talking when my daughter was asking for help four months ago? She come to you and you sent her away, told her it didn't matter. Where was your chat then? Sir, we can't. Yeah, right. You can't. You can't do anything, can you? Why don't you both go and find my daughter? She's probably scared to death out there in this world without her daddy to protect her. She must be worried. Must be cold. Must be wondering when I'm coming to arrive. I can't imagine how absolutely sick she must feel to have lost track of me. She must feel like her life is coming to an end without me around. Sir. Stop. 
Stop talking now. I don't want to hear anything you might have to say to me. I've known I was alone in this world since the day I was born. I don't need you to tell me. Finley, I'm sorry. <laughs> you sob into your hands. Uh, your daughter's dead. Sorry, Finn. We have to actually say it out loud to you for paperwork reasons, but we'll get out of your hair. Come on, Detective Gracie. Leave this man to grieve. Oh. Continue sobbing. Now it's getting sloppier and sloppier. I stop it. Brain was on the way out. Got a hankering for quail. I don't I don't want to sound like other podcast people who go, what was that accent I was mm. doing? But it really did surprise even me. Yeah, very respectful <laughs> to the Scottish people, I think. <laughs> all around that feel like a good representation of the Scots. If they can handle Shrek. If they can uh, handle fat bastard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. All right, great. Teen movie. Loser says what? You're Ralph, a 14-year-old with a secret. He's a real-life prince. <laughs> he just wants to be normal, but he may have taken being average a little too far, and now he's a loser? You walk into the cafeteria carrying a tray of eight milks. Uh, hey, guys. No one in the cafeteria looks up. I thought that running my own country would be the biggest obstacle I'd face in my life. But it turns out it may be high school? <laughs> if I don't find a way to make friends soon, I'm going to be stuck at the loser's table for life. Just then you bump into the biggest and baddest guy in school, Dermot Mulrigans. Your milk smashes all over you and a few drops land on Dermot's shoes. Oh, I am so, so sorry. I, I can get a mop or... Dermot pokes you in the chest as he speaks. I don't think a mop is going to sop up how big of a weirdo oh. and a loser you are. Maybe you could try a leaf blower? Oh. Dermot blows his hot Dorito breath into your face, covering you in saliva and crumbs. Nope, still a weird loser. He laughs, turns around, and walks away, high-fiving his friends as he goes. Well, that could have gone a little smoother. Now to get to first period. And call my mom to make sure there's no civil unrest in our country right now. <laughs> Even if there is, it can't be any worse than it is here. Whoa, wait a minute. You spot a smoking hot babe who is 14 years old, but that's normal because you are that age too. <laughs> who is she? Her frizzy hair blows in the cafeteria wind. You see a barrette pop open and fly off. You notice that her binder has a sticker of Rick and Morty on it. This girl knows Pickle Rick. I think I'm in love. Just then, your pants drop around your ankles as Dermot pants you in front of everyone. Olivia sees and laughs, but then she shoots you a flirty smile. Did I see what I think I saw? You know, as much as this stinks right now, I'd rather be getting pantsed in front of my crush like a normal kid than getting murdered by my unruly townsfolk in my country because I'm a bad king. I guess what I'm saying is, I could get used to this. Yeah, I think like a Sum 41 song would play. <laughs> yeah, that's like the very beginning. Yeah. Like introducing us. I love it. Final script. Whew, okay. It's a multicam sitcom. Great. Running on empty. You're Craig, a 40-year-old single father raising triplets. Your moody teenage sons aren't impressed with your music taste, personal style, parenting strategies, or just about anything else. <laughs> you walk into the house after a long day of work as a teacher of high school students. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Dad, who are you talking to? Yeah, Dad, Mom died like 15 years ago. Losing your mind much? Hold for laughs. <laughs> you smack yourself in the head oh <laughs> i am such a fool i guess i live in my own little fantasy world sometimes one where your mother isn't dead but you three are <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Dad, you're losing it. But hey, can you help me study for my chem final? Wouldn't one of your brothers be better equipped to do that? The only chemistry I ever passed was convincing your mother to give me a kiss on the lips on the first date. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Dad, gross! No, Dad, Addison is terrible at chemistry, and Jameson hasn't taken it yet. Plus, he's being a real jerk today. I think it's that time of the month. <laughs> well, I'm a little moody today, too, because of that time of the month. The time of the month where I pay all the bills that keep a roof over your head, the electricity on, and the food in the fridge. <laughs> or wait, should I skip the fridge altogether and send the food straight to the bottomless pits you call your stomachs? <laughs> Now, if you'll excuse me, boys, I have to go to my bottomless pit, my man Kate. <laughs> if you hear me crying down there, just, just leave it. Fantastic. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yay! 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 <laughs> That's how I'll end every podcast from now on. It's just mm -hmm. yelling yay. yay. Kind of like a, a Kermit the Frog move. Yay. <laughs> if only they could see us. If only they could. You should like set up a premium stream. Yeah. Uh, a Patreon where like you get access to the video feed. Well, never before seen footage. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, Valerie. That was <gasps> so fun. Good. Yay. Yeah. Before I let you go, is mm -hmm. there anything that you would like to recommend to people? Just anything you love or think other people oh. should love? Besides Resident Evil, the video game. Sure. Besides Resident Evil, the video game. Um, I don't really, I don't think, I don't know. Like I said, I, I've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender recently. And it's so fucking good. Um, if anybody's interested in in that, check it out. It's uh, it's 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 fucking great. I know I'm 15 years late to that uh, to be recommending it to people, but hey, check it out. It's a good it's a good little series that I'm enjoying making my way through. Okay, is that the theme song? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the theme song. Making my way through Avatar. Wow, I love that. Mm -hmm. Really, it has like a Gilmore Girls feel. Yeah, I mean, the whole show is very, like, I have had a Gilmore Girls hole shaped in my heart for so long, and luckily I can escape to this one. It's like, <laughs> there, there's funny, like, the funny chef character, there's the obstinate boyfriend who works at the cafe, all, all the classic. Milo Ventimiglia is in the show. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely going to have to check this out. Great. It's great stuff. Okay. Yeah. If you're a Gilmore Girls fan, you know where to go. That's right. Make my way down. Make my way through Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for being on my show, Joe. <laughs> I, it was my pleasure. <laughs> All of the most joyous and gracious respect to you, Valerie, my friend. <laughs> You honor me. You honor me. <laughs> they say the best accessory is clear skin, but I say it's lunch. And now it's easier than ever to have lunch anytime you want it with the Lunch Podcast. Join acquaintances Casey and Alex as they talk to their non-famous guest about lunch. Past guests include Ed Sheeran, not the... Not the famous one, the doctor. He goes by Houston. Other past guests include me. So if you're in a rush and want to grab lunch on the go, why not fill up on the Lunch Podcast?